Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 549 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios, fresh off another PLL weekend. We got a lot of Philly sports to talk about, though, on this show. And joining me, while the brother-in-law, the co-host, Matt himself, is overseas in, in the motherland. Doing the damn thing. The photos that I have seen have been unbelievable. But joining me, like he traditionally does on a Sunday into Monday show, the one and only host with the most. He takes no nights off, Mr. Patty Pitts. you damn right. The champ of the peeps is back in the underground for a Sunday because we take no nights off here in the Pitts Cave whatever we do. And Kyle, I just, I love this. You know what I mean? There's not a lot going on right now in sports. I'm really bored at my house right now. We're all alone. My parents left me for, you know, we'll say the, the fortunate son out in California. So they're hanging we out. Talk, with we got to talk about that too. We'll definitely be talking about that we, on we, streamer we, season, but we will. Well, yeah. Plug we that as well. that. Uh, so they're hanging with him. So yeah. Glad to be hanging out with uh, my number one peep in the underground shockingly enough you know it is one of those weird times that everybody says it's a dead period for sports there's a lot of philly sports stuff to talk about here um and we're gonna get into all of it from the Phils, the sixers the nba in-season tournament finally gives us structure of what we're going to experience going into the nba season uh we got a fun little exercise uh with nfl mvps courtesy of the 33rd team and uh, we're also going to talk some union, and we got a new segment that I think we're going to introduce because the Flyers have three just beautiful all-name team prospects. And no matter if they pan out or not, I feel like this is going to be a staple on the show moving forward. It's so easy. Stick it's around easy. towards the end of the show for that one. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. That's the handle for all of those at Underground PHI. Trying to get our Threads followers up and our TikTok followers big time. So go follow us there. Um, follow us on Instagram as well. Trying to boost that up. Trying to get to 500 followers. Hopefully, pretty pretty soon. We're at 420 right now. Pitts blaze that one. Um, so yeah, follow us on those four at Underground PHI. Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI if you want to watch the Wednesday night show live before it goes out anywhere else. And uh, follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and on uh, Instagram and threads at Pitsy35. And then you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Instagram and threads at KBIZZLE11. And TikTok at KB Underground. Uh, go check me out wherever you are on the socials. Um, I'm there. So, um, I've also determined I will post my first TikTok when I get to 100 followers. 
Nice. You're you're more patient than I. I threw up mine. I love thanks for the like there. Uh, but yeah, I I, I don't really I didn't do any of that like the posting of Vine and stuff. But I, I gotta get we gotta get on there because I'm I'm pretty fucking entertaining. You are meant for TikTok. I am. You know that's what the champ is. Uh, I will uh, I will post my first personal TikTok when we get to when I get to 100 followers on my personal account. But follow us on all the socials. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave a five-star rating and review on either app. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. Helps more people find all of our podcasts as a whole. Um, Be like Nick Castellanos' mom. Follow the podcast. Subscribe. Listen. Download. All that good stuff. Um, It really helps us and helps us continue to produce more dope shit that you guys want to hear. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week, clips, shorts, live streams. We have Moonshot Mania, our home run derby companion stream, Monday night. I'm so excited. Tonight, if you guys are listening to this right now, tonight, Monday, July 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern time, exclusively on our YouTube channel. Um, Come hang out with Pitts, myself, and... Who knows who else may be popping through. So come on out. It's going to be a doozy of a time. Uh, and subscribe. That's where every podcast on our network in full video form lives. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Need to get to 600 subscribers before the end of the month. We're at 516. So let's pick up the pace a little bit, people. And uh, hashtag DJ1K. We got to get to 1,000 subscribers before September 4th uh, at 1159 p.m. Eastern time on September 4th. Otherwise, DJ has to move to Alaska. He's got to do it. Tough. The rules are rules, Kyle. Tough scene. I mean, at least he's got the northern lights, but. That is cool. Yeah, so that that's cool. He's got that to look forward to. DJ might end up on one of those Alaskan trucker shows. Oh. Okay. I think that would be really funny. Who knows? But if we don't get to 1,000 subscribers, DJ's got to pack up from Kalamazoo and move on out to Alaska. and We don't want that to happen. No, can't. So go subscribe. Um, and, of course, like I mentioned, this podcast is presented by the City of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can follow the City of Vineland on their social media via their Facebook, Instagram, hopefully soon threads, uh, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, it's the all-star break. We, we have made it to the, the theoretical end of the first half of Major League Baseball in 2023. Uh, and the Phillies go out in Philly style by losing two out of three to the Miami Marlins because we're just cursed whenever it comes to playing that team. Um, it's brought what I say by- on Wednesday, man? What I said, don't sleep! <laughs> It's brought to you by our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Uh, They are the exclusive home to our merch and the best Philly sports merch on the planet uh, because with their unique designs, 
and high quality clothing. Like, let me tell you, Pitts and I have clothing from PHI Apparel Company. It's some of the best clothes so I own. Comfy. So like, comfy. The hoodies are top notch. The shirts fit right. perfectly. Like, my hoodie's hanging back there. You know how shirts will fit you sometimes? It's your size, but then they're like tight. They're conforming. That's not PHI. They're loose. No. They fit great. They give you room to breathe. Uh, and with their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. You'll stand out when you're going to the bar. The the When you go to Citizens Bank Park, rocking Philly's merch that they have, you know, Philly Fanatic choking out Mr. Met, uh, the Muck the Fetch shirt, all that good stuff. Plus, you can wear an Underground Sports Philadelphia logo tee and rep the brand at Citizens Bank Park or out at the bar or hanging with your boys, your ladies, whatever it may be. You're going to stand out. They're going to ask you, where'd you get that shirt? And you're going to tell them PHI Apparel Company. Uh, our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders from our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. So go to phiapparel.co, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders it's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here. Uh, so go get your merch. And when you get it, tag us, tweet at us. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. Shout out to our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Uh, Pitts, the Phils lose on Sunday 7-3 to to the Fish. And uh, take, they lose 2 out of 3 in the series after a miraculous win on Friday night. Christian Pache with the uh, go-ahead home run and extras. Um, yeah, not, not great. When no. you look at it, because the Marlins are ahead of the Phils in the standings, both oh. divisional and, of course, the more important thing, the wild card. Um, oh. Going into the break now, the Phillies are a half game out of a wild card spot, um, which is also tough. But I'm not truly worried. I wouldn't be. No. This team has played inconsistently this entire first half outside of a red-hot June where they only lost one singular series, and it was a shortened two-game series, which they would have lost it anyway if it was all three. Trey Turner has not been himself. The pitching all year has been up and down up, up until recently. Aaron Nola has been like a, an enigma, and there's still seven games over 500. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean... Especially at this point of the season. Give yourselves bad. the all-star break. Rest up. Get back to where you need to be. Get healthy. You're a half game behind the San Francisco Giants. You're two games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks, which, if I'm not mistaken, the Phillies have the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks now, or it's it's close one way or the other. So you got you to keep a focus on them. And like I mentioned I forget if it was with you or or somebody else or with Matt. The being the third wild card this year is not the worst thing in the world if you're in the National League because just like last year when the Phillies were the third wild card and they played the St. Louis Cardinals, the St. Louis Fraudinals, mm -hmm. you're going to get matched up against the NL Central once again in the National League postseason. Yeah. And that team would be the Cincinnati Reds, who, yes, they've played much better baseball since the month of April. Ellie De La Cruz is a star, but they are a beatable team. They like they they are they're going to be annoying. They're going to be pests, but they are a beatable team. And when it comes to the Phillies and having postseason experience now as a collective unit, for the most part, yeah, I'll take that matchup going on the road to Cincinnati for 
a three game series and then you know whatever happens happens just get in yeah. the tournament just get in that's what we preached all last year we've been saying it now just get in anything can happen fine. in october baseball mm-hmm. october baseball is essentially march madness for the mlb you know it doesn't matter what seed you are or whatever if you just play the team your your opponent well for four at least four games you you're all set so I and the Phillies proved that last year. So I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. I'm looking it up right now because the Phillies, uh, in the second half of the season, have predominantly a home schedule. M- more than half of their games are at home, which they are a better team at home. Even though they mm-hmm. just went on a historic 13 game win streak that was snapped on Saturday night on the road. Um, but looking here, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13 series remaining this season at home. Now, to compare that to what they have left on the road, it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So you have three more series at home than you do on the road left this season. So 23 series, 13 of them are at home. That's a huge advantage. Plus, the longest that the Phillies have to travel in the second half of the season pits, yeah. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you their road opponents. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, back to Miami, Toronto, Washington, Milwaukee, San Diego, St. Louis, Atlanta, the New York Mets. You have one more trip to the West Coast. Everything else is up and down East Coast, which is great. Like, the furthest you go is is Miami and Toronto mm-hmm. outside of that San Diego series. Everything else, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Washington, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Atlanta, and the Mets, that's either a bus ride or a, a quick, like, two-hour flight at max not bad at all that's that's great for this team um i like the way their schedule is we're going into the all-star break this is typically when gms owners presidents of baseball operations aka big daddy dave dombrowski does his best work goes in talks to other people shakes some hands how you doing keep it moving and that's when trades roll out there you go that's what we're getting to that's where my mind was fan going. Fan-sided. Uh, the Phillies fan-sided. Uh, that ball's out of here. Dot com. Uh, Tim Boyle wrote an article today. Uh, three perfect fits on the trade market for the Phillies and two other solutions that are less than ideal. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna bring these up for everybody. You let us know in the YouTube comment section who you want to see the Phillies acquire from this list. Number one, the perfect Phillies trade target candidate Hashtag White Sox watch, Lucas Giolito. We've talked about him since we started hashtag White Sox watch. Um, he's in that same echelon as an Aaron Nola, as Zach Wheeler, like has the ability to be there. More so Nola than Wheeler because he has his highs that are unbelievable. And then the lows are like, ugh, like what are we, what's going on? Um, why he's the perfect fit, and I agree with, with what Tim Boyle said here. He doesn't have to be the guy when you're trading for him. That's the nice part about Giulio. You take a ton of pressure off of his back 
but he has the ability to be that guy. Uh, he is that guy, pal. He is that guy. Um, and for a team going down the stretch into August, into September, when you have a guy like that in your rotation who can step up at any given moment without that pressure of being like, I am the guy, I have to get this done, like, you know, I can't screw up, that's huge. And Giolito is a guy that I think would, would benefit from being behind in a rotation, behind a wheeler, in the same category as Enola, in the mix with Ranger Suarez, and then Taiwan Walker. Like, that's an unbelievable rotation on paper. You go Wheeler, Nola, Ranger Suarez, Giolito, and then Taiwan Walker. That's, that's pretty damn good. That's a postseason that's rotation right there. Yeah, that's pretty damn so, good. Giolito is, is a perfect candidate. Um, the next trade candidate that uh, Tim Boyle wrote about is Jordan Montgomery from the St. Louis Cardinals, who was dealt from the Yankees to the Cardinals last year. Um, he's put together a, a pretty solid season for the Cardinals, who are just absolute dog water this year, which makes Yeah, what's happy. up with that? The Cardinals we, just suck the, now? The Phillies killed them. That's what happened. Oh, we like that. Okay. We ended them you. last year. Um, we forced their their sweet baby boys, Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina, into retirement, and they fell apart. Yeah, once you lose the cornerstones... It's tough. Bye-bye. Um, Montgomery's 6-7 and seven with a 3-2-3 ERA in 18 starts this year on a bad Cardinals team. That's pretty good. That would be very useful in any rotation. He's a lefty as well. Um, yeah, and in the postseason, uh, in his career, he's got a 1-3-5 ERA in six and two-thirds postseason innings. Uh, which includes two and two-thirds of shutout frames against the Phillies in relief last year. If you can't beat Not them, them. This Let's one do. would be... This one would be great. Just for the brand. If you know me, you know I love that this is an all-time internet clip. Blake Snell. We we I think we need we that traded Fam for Renfro and Renfro a slapdick slap prospect. Prospect that is yeah. <laughs> the best part too is Tommy Fam plays for the Mets right now, so Snell versus oh, Fam in the NL East would be electric. Plus, you're yeah, stealing we... from the Padres, who were supposed to be this unbelievable team this year. They were supposed to be the next coming of Christ himself on a baseball diamond. They are absolute dog shit this year because that's what's in, baby. That's what's in. Um, Blake Snell, since May 25th this year, has been absolutely insane. I think John Boy Media posted this or the Talking Baseball right from John Boy Media. I'm going to pull this up here because his stats since uh, the end of May, pretty much around Memorial Day, have been unbelievable um so you're probably gonna have to pay a, a hefty price for him but here yeah from talking baseball blake snell since may 25th pits in nine games started he's pitched 53 innings given up four earned runs to equate to a 0.68 era only 22 walks given up and 84 strikeouts you That's put Blake incredible. Snell in a rotation with Ranger Suarez, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Taiwan Walker, Hachi, Machi. If he keeps pitching That's like really that, good. good night. That is insane. Um, pitcher that Tim Boyle is saying to avoid, which I don't really agree with. 
um, is Marcus Stroman. Is he not having a good year? I feel like that wouldn't be a bad. No, he's having a fantastic year. He's having a fantastic year. Um, Okay. So then what's the. Trying to see what he's saying here. I mean, he would fit the Philly culture because he's very out about hating the Mets and talk shit on the Mets a ton. Wheeler's done the same. Um, yeah, anyone he hates the Mets, I feel like you'd be right at home. He says, Philly. with Stroman, it's more about the inability to keep things to himself. His extension talks with the Cubs have been an unneeded distraction for them this year. They've been surprisingly alive in the NL wildcard race, but unable to get over the hump. Stroman makes the Phillies better, but that lurking danger of adding an already unhappy player to the locker room is something to avoid. Plus, with how the Cubs managed to swipe Ben Brown away from the Phillies so they could rent David Robertson last year. Maybe it's better we stop handing them prospects. On the, you had to do that. That's a move you make when you're trying to make the postseason. Stroman, I love the idea of adding Marcus Stroman to this. Yeah. Team. He fits this culture perfectly. He knows Taiwan Walker. He knows Zach Wheeler. But what I'm if all he, but in. The thing is, it's, Stroman's a rental, to, too. Yeah, but he's saying that he's a locker room headache. Because of his and... extension stuff, like, I think that gets eliminated because he's leaving the Cubs. If you that's trade what I'm saying. You, if like, you go to another team, then maybe that's exactly what he needed. Yeah. And Stroman's having a great year this year. Like his stats this year, I want to pull them up. Um, like what? He's having one of his better seasons of his career. What the? And I'm all in on bringing Marcus Stroman here. I think he's a great fit. He's 32 years old. He hates the Mets. He's open about that. He's very hashtag online. Good for our brand. Yeah, that's really good for you. Um, Marcus Stroman this year, Pitsy, has, if the season ended today, it would be outside of a year where he made four starts in 2015, where he had a 167 ERA. He would, he would tie for his best ERA of his career. Yeah, this makes, and this would be a full season. So the year where he had a two nine, six, he got traded to the Mets from Toronto. Um, whereas ERA bumped up a little bit, but he had a three, seven, seven ERA with, uh, I'm sorry. So his full ERA in 2019 was three, two, two, which is a year he was an all-star his only year of being an all-star. Um, this year he's got a two nine six ERA in nineteen starts for the Cubs, where he's nine and six. He's got ninety eight strikeouts. Bring me Marcus Stroman. Yeah, this makes no sense to me, right? Marcus Stroman would be such a good ad for this team, and then you think about extending him maybe for two with an option or something like that, since he's thirty two. I I think Marcus Stroman's a, a great fit for this team. I'm with you. Um. So, yeah, I'm all in on the Giolito idea. Snell, Jordan Montgomery's not a bad idea either. He's somebody I didn't even, like, think about, truly, because I think some other team's probably going to be in on him, probably an American League team, if I had to guess. Um, And then the other pitcher that Tim Boyle says to avoid is Jack Flaherty, which, yes, that makes a ton of sense. He's 6-5 with a 4-2-7 ERA. He's walked 48 batters. He has eight hit batsmen this year. He's injury-prone. Um, yeah, stay away from Jack Flaherty. I'm, I'm fine staying away from him, but the other four, sign me up. Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. 
I think my order of operations would go Strowman, Giolito, Snell, simply because of the price you'd probably have to pay for Blake Snell, and then Jordan Montgomery. That's probably yeah. how I would rank it. And Montgomery is more so, I just don't think the Phillies are going to trade for him because some other team is going to like pay they're going to want him more him, and more yeah whether it's the stupid ass fucking atlanta braves or a team like uh the rangers because Degrom is out for the year uh that's brutal. a team like that's the right. astros um the angels maybe if they feel like they're still in it you know and they can survive mike trout being out and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um that's where i feel like a montgomery ends up but my my top two there would be Giulio and Stroman. And then Snell, simply because of the price you'd probably have to pay. Yeah, that's true. But I would love Snell here, obviously, for a multitude of reasons. Multitude of reasons. Agreed. Um, So let us know in the YouTube comment section what pitcher you want to see the Phillies trade for. Um, And I think with the Cubs, too, you can... If you're the Cubs, you can ask for more from the Phillies. And if you're Phillies... If they're going to ask for more, you got to say, give us Cody Bellinger. Both on one-year deals, essentially. Both rentals. Cody Bellinger is the perfect fit for this outfield for the Phillies. Get Schwarber out of left field. Yeah, put him at the well, Harper. And if and that also hinges on if Harper can play first base, you know, coming out of the All-Star break, which is the plan. Mm-hmm. So you can do that and get Cody Bellinger on this team. You're setting yourself up pretty well. Stroman and Bellinger, like, those are, like, big-time targets for me for this Phillies team. I would love those guys on this squad. Makes a ton of sense. The Cubs would probably be able to get a little bit more out of the Phillies trade-wise. And then the Phillies, I think, get even more poised to go on a run in August and September and go into the playoffs with a a fully loaded staff. Also got to trade for another bullpen arm. Um, But you can look elsewhere for that than the Cubs. But... Those are the that's my my wish list. Cody Bellinger, Marcus Stroman, bullpen arm for the Phillies. Um need it. And probably another infield um like utility infielder because Josh Harrison's just not cutting it anymore. Love him. Love him as a guy, love him as a dude, but he ain't it. He's over the hill. All right. Need something else. Um So yeah, let us know your Phillies wish list going into the trade deadline. Because I want to hear what people have to say names that i may be potentially missing um pitch should we get to your one of your favorite things we do on this show yeah let's do it it's my this is one of my favorite things to do i love guessing shit it is the nl east and of course major league baseball run differential this is the first half this is this is the numbies at the first half we'll have to keep a record of of what these are and then uh Going into yeah. the second half, figure out how the team stacked up from their first half to their second half. It's brought to you by our friends over at Wasted Wedge. A new age of golf, ladies and gents, has arrived. Uh, and if you're looking to be the talk of, talk and envy of your group, honestly, I should say, uh, and create memories with your friends and family, look no further than the lineup of Wasted Wedge products and merchandise. Think your traditional shot ski, throw it out the window because. Wasted Wedge is doing it the right way. It's a golf club, a 
a wedge to be specific. Uh, and it's plastic cups. They've got expansion uh, extender pieces to get more people involved, more shots, more fun. That's the tagline, baby. Uh, and with plastic cups, it makes things easier to clean. Your beverage of choice in your cup can be whatever. You're not subjected to just one singular beverage like you would be if it was glass uh, shot glasses. There's no hot glue involved, and there's nothing that's going to break. Uh, these Wasted Wedges are a blast to drink shots out of on and off the course, and you guys can check them out at WastedWedge.com or find them at Wasted Wedge on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to follow them. They're also on threads, uh, so follow them there as well at Wasted Wedge. That's WastedWedge.com and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at Wasted Wedge. Remember the name, WastedWedge.com. Pitts, it's the first half. Run differentials. Pretty interesting to see where teams are going to be here in the first half. And going into the second half, will it be the the iconic uh, internet meme? They had us in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah. Looking at the That's NL East, as we always do to kick this off. The Atlanta Braves at 60-29 and 29 going into the break have scored 499 runs. Where do you have their run differential at, Pitts? I'm going to go one, 135. Getting closer with the Braves. 147. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that after last. Yeah, I'll take that. 147. Uh, then moving to the stupidest team in baseball, the 53 and 39 Miami Marlins, who their expected win loss is 45 and 47. Um, they are the number one wild card in the National League going into the first half break. They've scored. 386 runs this year, which is the second fewest in the NL East. Where is their run differential, Pitts? Like, plus? No, I'm not even... No, yeah, it's got to be in the plus. Is it? Can I get that hint? No! They are going into like the first negative half. Negative four? Negative five. Right, Dumbest team in baseball. Dumbest team. Swear to God, they're the stupidest team. Negative five run differential, and they're 53 and 39. They piss me off so much. Dude, I mean, after this weekend, I, I don't blame you, but that is so fucking funny. That is unreal. <sighs> then we move to our 48 and 41 Philadelphia Phillies. Half game back in the wild card going into the second half. They've scored 401 runs at the first half break. They are still in the positive. Where do you oh. have their run differential? Phillies? Yep. Like plus, plus 16? I wish. Plus 9. Okay. Well, was, well, Maybe if they didn't the lose area. two out of three of the Marlins, they would be a plus 16. Um, yeah, you can't. You can't be losing two out of three But of Phillies above 500 both at home and on the road going into the first half. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. I'll take that. Then we go to the Lowell New York Mets at 42 and 48. They've scored 405 runs, which is the second most in the division. But Pitsy, what's their run differential at? Neg negative, negative 11. They are at minus three, which is just so funny. That is really funny. They're 20 and 19 at home. 22 and 29 on the road. Lowell Mets forever, baby. 
then we move to the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, at 36-54. and 54. They've scored the fewest runs in the division at 373. What do you have their differential at, Pins? Minus 37. They wish. They are at a minus 83. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Pack it up. Pack it up. Pack it in. Let them begin. Uh, Again. They ain't hopping out of their seats and jumping around for nobody. Uh, then we move, just taking a, a brief overlook, the NL Central dumbest division in the National League, where only one team, which is the third place, 42-47 and 47 Chicago Cubs, have a plus 26 run differential. Every other team in the division, including the first place, 50-41 and 41 Cincinnati Reds, who have a negative nine run differential. Everyone else in the division is negative. Jesus Christ. So dumb. Baseball so dumb. makes no sense. Um, looking right here, moving right along the National League West. Everybody except for the Colorado Rockies are in the positive. The Dodgers at a plus seventy six, leading the way. Um, but Pitts, the Colorado Rockies' worst run differential in the National League. Can you guess their number? They are thirty four and fifty seven. Have only scored three hundred and ninety three runs this year. By far the fewest in the National League West. Minus one eighty one. Not quite, but minus 147. Okay. Which is the third worst run differential in all of baseball. Oh, is the A's still the worst? Oh, yeah, baby. We'll get to the Oakland A's. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays, who the Phillies did sweep. Yes, the Phillies swept the Tampa Bay Rays, ladies and gents. Only team in the year of our Lord 2023 to sweep the Tampa Bay Rays this year. Ring the bell. Baseball. Uh, Rays at a plus 149 have the best run differential in baseball going into the first half break. Uh, every team in your AL East Pitsy with your Red Sox is in the positive. I saw, saw Jared Durant slap a home run today. So that He's was a stud. Cool. Big Jared He's Durant stud. fan. Um, the AL Central, which might be the dumbest division in all of baseball, uh, because the Cleveland Guardians are leading the way, and they are forty-five and forty-five. All you gotta do is play five hundred in the AL Central, and you're good to go. That's so dumb. That is so dumb. They're five hundred, and they have a negative seven run differential. God, that's nonsense. Minnesota Twins are one game under five hundred going into the break, and have a plus twenty-seven run differential. What? What does it even mean? Like Kansas City Royals with the second worst run differential in baseball at 26 and 65 have scored second fewest runs. Yes, by far. Second fewest runs in baseball at 337. Can you guess their run differential pits? Second worst? Second worst in baseball. One. F- 158. Cool. So close. 155. Negative 155. 55. Uh, Then the AL West, the Texas Rangers at a plus 148 leading the way in the AL West. Uh, The Houston Astros at a plus 49. Only two games behind the Texas Rangers, though. The cheating Astros. Did you see that video of Chaz McCormick, that scumbag? No. From the Astros? He, like... Kept his hand out to try to injure a dude. 
while he's running to first base. Total oh. scumbag. Yeah. Total piece of shit. Um, the Seattle Mariners and Angels, both with positive run differentials going into the break, but the Oakland A's pits at 25 and 67. Jesus, pack it have in. scored the fewest amount of runs in baseball this year at 329. Where's their run differential sitting in the brain of Pat Pitts? 177. Not even close, brother. <laughs> Negative, I'm saying. Not even close, brother. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a second it. guess. See, okay, I'm I'm kind of thirsty and was going to take a sip of this, but I know that I'm going to do a spit take all over my technology Which here. Which would be hilarious. Just I go, know, but... Just go on an angle. Go go off screen. Okay, chair, you're getting it. All right. Um, the all Oakland right, A's. Plus, two, plus 203. No, minus 203, my bad. You're getting closer. Negative 248. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> Negative 248, baby. Dude, I actually, that was, dude, that actually made me, like, I thought it was going to be, like, 220-something or, you know, 250, and I'd be like, oh, that's really bad. Like, and you you build it up. No, what? Bro, that is, dude. What? They've given up 577 runs this year. <laughs> Dude, that! Oh my god! I have a, I have a futures bet on a not a sponsor sports book for the A's under total of wins that I need to check in on here at the halfway point. Yeah, I, was so a, I, was, I was getting a little nervous when they were going on that like seven game win streak <laughs> earlier this year. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much winning. Um, but let me check in on this because. It's one of those things that you, you place it at the beginning of the year. Plus, I got bamboozled, led astray, run amok last year when I should have bet it to be the Nationals to have the worst record in baseball. Um, and it ended, and I bet the Pirates because I was like, oh, the Pirates are going to be bad. And the Pirates finished with the second worst and the Nationals at the first. I should have bet against that stolen franchise. Um, so, yeah, the Oakland A's win total was set at 59 and a half. And I bet the under. They're currently at 25 wins. Looking good. Well, bet, on pace bet for they, 50. Um, pay, they need 50. What do they need for you? Under 59 and a half. So under 60 wins. They cannot oh, win 35 happen. more games this year. <laughs> With not to happen. I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll win 60. I don't win 25 plus 67. They've played 92 games of 162 game schedule. 92 minus 162. So they have 70 games left. They have to, they have to play. They, that's half their games. I don't think they're going to win half their games the rest of the season. I don't think so either. Did I you see I'm how good. many runs they've allowed? I think I'm good there. I also have some nice futures bets um, in a lot of places. I'm also very tempted no, I'm just going to let that one ride because who knows what happens. I ha I have a hilarious four-leg parlay that Dom and I set to begin the year because Matt was out, so we were talking baseball, and Dom's not the biggest baseball knowledge person in terms of, like, teams and everything. 
my my division winner parlay that I set. I may I may have been the reason that these teams suck. That's all. To to win their respective divisions, I have a plus sixteen ninety eight parlay. The Padres, the Cardinals, the Twins, and the Astros. All of those teams crushing going into the it. break are not leading their division. Crushing it, Kyle. You're just crushing it. I got a future bet right now. I also uh, have the Phillies over 88 and a half wins. That could happen. Which they are currently sitting with 48 wins this year. They need oh, to win yeah. 40 more games. They have to win 40. Or I'm sorry, 41 more games. Which yeah, they, they will have to do to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to have to. I'm feeling good about that one. I, I have a futures bet right now out that I do every year with my Super Bowl random. When I get that feeling, I hit it. I got Chargers. Ooh. Nah, not Chargers. This is it. I Justin Ooh. Herbert's here, man. That defense is lit. I mean, Justin Herbert has probably the best, one of the best receiving cores, underrated receiving cores, I'd say, in the NFL. I just have to say, plays in the same division as Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, tough. the Patriots lost in the in the playoffs too when they were the super teams. Like it, anything it's can happen. Be tough. It's gonna be tough. Chiefs are on a downward spiral right now. I disagree. I disagree. We'll talk. They some lost the enemy. It's gonna be the first year without the enemy as their OC. Let's see what happens. They still got. They still got the the genius that is Andy Reid. Yeah, and they have Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for another year, and it's Isaiah a Pacheco and. Yeah, he'll year. thrive his teammate not, though. Did you see that video of Kadarius Tony, by the way? Ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it looked like, like a supervillain video. Yeah, that was creepy. I didn't like great. any of that. I was like, this is hilarious. Well, I loved it because he was bashing the Giants. Yeah, I just... It was, it was I so just... funny. He was like, fuck New York. <laughs> I agree like with a supervillain, like, ransom video, though, and it was great. Yeah. The only part that stung was him talking about the Super Bowl ring on his finger that said KC, and I was like, ah. That stings a little bit. I think this is the first, while we're on the topic, before we transition to uh, the NBA, I think this is the first year that, out of the past decade, has a true chance to be a rematch Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, if there was ever a year... Over the last decade or so, if not more, that feels like there is a true possibility that we could have back-to-back Super Bowls of Chiefs Eagles and be a repeat Super Bowl. It's a it's a hopefully with a different outcome. I think that the league is just getting better. Teams are getting a lot better than they were last year, and there's a little bit more like you know. I think the AFC is way more loaded. Like the the NFC, in my opinion, still runs through the Eagles, and that's all my homerism and bias aside. No, the I would NFC, say it runs through. No, the I, NFC I is the there. Eagles conference to lose. Oh, that I a thousand percent agree with. It's the Eagles conference to lose. Like there's no other team on paper that I think is as loaded across the board than the Eagles in the NFC. As loaded talent? Yeah, I don't. There's nobody in my mind that matches up. You're going to tell me the 49ers? No, because the Eagles have the quarterback position by far and away over them. Okay. The only team I just don't count out my Motor City Kitties, okay? Like, like I think I think they'll be good. Great shirt. 
Shout out, shout out Will Ellis for just randomly sending it to me. So, <laughs> oh, you found out where it came from. Yeah, that's the pa- yeah. Nice. Man can MCDC baby. We got to make that. one of those with Sirianni. Yeah, dude. Sirianni Apparel. Let's go. Um, I think the lines will be good, but like the Eagles across the board are the most stacked team in the NFC. Yeah. Did you see Brock Purdy got engaged? Somebody said. I did, yeah. Somebody quotes me and said, I'm surprised he didn't call Josh Johnson to come in and do it for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh, Let's transition, Pitts, from the baseball diamond to the hardwood. The NBA in-season tournament has been announced. It's brought to you by our friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They have been protecting our eyes for years. Uh, They are truly the best eyewear product I have ever put on my face. From sunglasses to blue light glasses to prescription lenses now, Tomahawk Shades is doing it right. They're on threads as well. Be sure to follow them over on threads. Uh, You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Check out all the sunglasses, blue light glasses, and prescription lenses that you may need. They also have the ski goggles if you want to get ahead of the things uh, you know, for down the line this year. And uh, when you go to check out, use promo code USP for 25% off your entire order. They're already a fraction of the price. You like, you can get a pair of sunglasses from Tomahawk Shades that are top notch for $30 and then yeah. 25% off with our code USP. It's insane. Uh, the blue light glasses are a lifesaver. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Follow them on threads and Instagram at Tomahawk Shades. Uh, Promo code USP for 25% off your order. Pitts, the in-season tournament for the NBA has been announced. Uh, It was announced at NBA Con this weekend, um, where we will now have, very similar to uh, soccer, like professional European soccer with uh, Premier League, Serie A, Bundesliga, uh, La Liga, and everything, and the Champions League. And very similar to if you're a lacrosse fan, you have the PLL, and now we have the championship series. The NBA in-season tournament, which I'm hoping they come up with a name for because that kind of just doesn't roll off the tongue too well. Yeah, NBA in-season tournament, very generic, bland, and unseasoned. Um, All 30 teams will compete, um, which is an interesting, fun twist. I like it. Obviously, you're going to want as many markets involved uh, as possible. It's going to debut this season where... The tournament will tip off on Friday, November 3rd, and culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th, semifinals Thursday, December 7th, and championship will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, The in-season tournament will consist of two stages, group play and knockout rounds. Now, let me get out in front of this and say, the players are going to have incentive, like the winning teams are going to have prize money to play for and everything and a trophy and you're going to have that in your trophy case as a franchise this to me is a smart move by the nba but it's also very in your face about what they're doing we've talked about this ton we've always said the nba season doesn't really get underway until christmas this is the nba saying hey everything matters now your 82 game schedule because all these wins and losses still count towards your regular season uh win loss which is interesting um, but now you're also playing for an additional trophy to put in your trophy case. You're playing for prize money. You're playing for those bragging rights, especially this year, to be the first in-season tournament winner. 
this is the NBA saying, hey, even the games before Christmas matter now. Yeah, it's they matter in the sense for the players, but still to me doesn't matter for the fan. You know, now to me this is going to be the indicator for the casual basketball fan, a little bit more than casual fan, to be like, all right, now it's time to watch the NBA. Like now is when the NBA season starts with this in-season tournament. Which I think this, this does like, because of how online like NBA fans are. They're very online. This will get more people talking, more banter going, especially since they've they've grouped teams into groups of five. I think more so the group that your squad is in, because there's three teams from the same division, it will get the banter flowing a little bit more between these these groups. Um, and we'll get into how the groups are broken up. You and I both said before we started recording, I think Patrick Beverly tweeted about this. He said, I wish they would have like interconferenced the groups. So it's still broken up east west, but you're in three different groups. I would have liked that. I wish they would have mixed up the conferences a bit. That would have been pretty cool. Kind of switches up the schedule a little bit as well. Um, But we have tournament nights too. So now moving forward from November 3rd to November 28th, um, Tuesday nights and Friday nights are tournament games. So that's how you know you're playing a tournament game that has a little more emphasis. Tuesdays and Fridays, that's when real Hooper hours commences. And I think that's smart because I'm pretty sure Wednesday night is a big NBA night, whether it's TNT or ESPN. It is. It's TNT. Wednesday. Oh, um, wait. Yeah, Wednesday's TNT because Dynamite's on TBS. Yes. So, I mean, you have that in the mix, and then who knows if that shifts to Tuesdays now where – Tuesday will be the the NBA on TNT and it's a tournament game or something like that. It gets it in a national spotlight. All these games are going to be nationally televised too. Um, and then your group plays all 30 teams from within those five groups. Um, one game against each opponent in its group with two games at home and two games on the road. So you're going to be in the mix there with your group. And then your knockout rounds, eight teams advance to the knockout round, uh, which will be the team with the best standing in group play games in each of the six groups, plus two wild cards uh, that get in, which is the team from each conference with the best record in group play games that finish second in their group. So you still have a chance to get in it even if you don't win your group. Knockout rounds will be single elimination games in the quarterfinals, which will be played in the specific NBA team markets on Monday, December 4th, and Tuesday, December 5th. And then your semifinals and your championship, like I mentioned, will be in Vegas. The qualifying teams will compete for a prize pool and the new in-season tournament trophy, the NBA Cup. Um, All teams will still continue to play 82 regular season games um, outside of that that championship game. I think whoever plays in that, that is an 83rd game, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there. Um, I think this is cool. I think this adds a new element to the NBA. Like I mentioned, it it makes those early season games meaningful, Mm -hmm. um, especially for the players. Um, It makes banter for the fans that much more fun. And these are your groups. So we'll start out West because these don't really affect you or I or Matt or anybody in our company. Uh, So the West Group A, this this might be group of death. Memphis Grizzlies. Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers, Jesus, Utah Jazz, and the Portland Trailblazers. 
You got KD and LeBron in the same group. Yeah, I don't I don't think B ball Paul's getting that contract guaranteed with, with that play. <laughs> that is a wild group. Then we got the Western oh. Conference Group B. Another tough one. Reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets. The Los Angeles Clippers. The New Orleans Pelicans. The Dallas Mavericks. And the Houston Rockets. Talk about mid. They're just so mid. And then this is the group of fun. The West Group C. Sacramento Kings. The Golden State Warriors. The Minnesota Timberwolves. The Oklahoma City Thunder. And the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, see, this is like... (laughs) You know how there's two types of parties at weddings? There's the wedding and it's fun and it's it's everything you could have wanted or whatnot. That's group A. All right. That's the big bombastic wedding. Or group C. That's the after party. That's the fun group. That's that's where the fun begins. There's the after party with all those teams, all those guys. Uh I they just it's a fun group that you really it, it you don't care who wins, but you're watching it more for fun. Mm-hmm. And just because it's a good basketball and not because it's, oh, my God, it's the Lakers when they have this guy and they need to win. This just like, let's see how many points these teams can put up and how many highlights we can get from it. I'm going to also say this. I think the two wild cards for this that get to the knockout round will come from the West. East, you're okay. going to have to win your group if you want to make it to the knockout. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Which, let's move to the East. Group A. Includes the Philadelphia 76ers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons. I swear to Christ, if the Sixers don't get out of this group, there's one team in there. There's one team in there that is a good quality team. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have players. Every other team in that group is so beatable. That I swear to Christ, if they don't make it out of their group. Hey, don't sleep on those Pistons, baby. Cade Cunningham season. Then we move to Group B is the group of death in the East, in my opinion. It's the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat, the Washington Wizards, and the Charlotte Hornets. That's a weird group. Just weird. It's a group of death. Especially those top three. Bucks, Knicks, Heat. Yeah. Good I grief. Just, that does nothing for me. Then Group C in the East. Here we go. Your Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, beatable Toronto uh, Raptors, beatable Chicago Bulls, beatable and the Orlando Magic, beatable. All right, Celtics division to lose easily. I agree. Easily. I agree. It's, even I with the, the change we made. I think the Raptors could be frisky in that group, and depending on if Zach Levine gets traded to potentially the Sixers. Um, I think Zach Levine is going to get traded to the Sixers. There's been rumors that he's been brought up in initial trade talks oh, with a fuck. huge, like, there is a potential, like, massive, like, five-team trade that could happen between the Trailblazers, the Clippers, the Bulls, the Sixers, and oh, one for other Dame. team. For Dame, James Harden, Zach Levine, and like all these players move around and everything. It's fucking crazy. 
At this point, why don't we just do fantasy drafts every five years? Like, we just Literally. redraft the league every five years. You get one protected player. I, don't call me a wizard, but I'm a fucking wizard. Like, sorry. Like, <laughs> Shout <that's>... out Washington. <laughs> nah, I got more dubs than them. Jesus. You don't trade Brad- Bradley Beal and go and get dubs. That's an L. Eh. And that's not for love. If you I get don't that, think reference. Bradley Beal's a, a winning player, but that's just. I don't. He, but he's he was their only shot at something. Really, I think he's a good. They two, done with I think he's a good two or three on a team. Yeah, he's gonna be a three in Phoenix. Perfect. That's his role. But, but in Washington, defense. needing to be the one, you can't. Um, group play is gonna be interesting. I I think this in season tournament is gonna be very fun. I like it's it. Gonna it's gonna create discourse. Tuesday and Friday nights now have a little elevated aspect um, in the month of November in the NBA, which I think is cool. It gets teams involved. It gets fans involved. You know, you, you have a little added emphasis there. So um, I'm cool with this. I like it a lot. I think it's going to be something that, like, they take info from this year and moving forward, it'll, it'll evolve. And, um, you know, I wonder if moving forward – Similar to soccer, where you have relegation and everything. If not, every team qualifies in the future. Maybe it's the yeah, top they, twenty yeah. teams qualify, and you break it up that yeah. way. And maybe you go intra-conference, and you know, West. Yeah, teams they need to have all the, the teams groups. in this year. They just need because that's have how it team. is. Like the intra-conference thing, I think, is a, a thing that should be taken into a, account next year and moving forward. Because, like in the Champions League, like you'll have teams from Serie A in the same group as teams from the premier league and they're playing head to head and stuff like that. So I yeah. think that's something moving forward. They should, uh, analyze. Um, but I like the in-season tournament. I think it's a smart move. Uh, let us know in the YouTube comment section in your podcast reviews, tweet at us. If you're a fan, if you're not, let us know why one way or the other. Um, and the other NBA news is B-ball Paul signed a offer sheet with the Utah jazz three years, 23 million. Here's my thing. Match the fucking offer, Daryl. Match the offer. B-Ball Paul is the first indication of the Sixers in years having a competent backup big man to Joel Embiid in the playoffs. Just be smart. Sign the offer sheet. Bring B-Ball Paul home. Don't let him leave. It would be a catastrophic disaster if he does. Yeah, I agree with all that. You finally have someone that you can... Go in there, and you you're safe. You're feeling okay with Joel taking a few minutes off, and he look how well he played in the playoffs. Like look how well he did in the playoffs. He showed that he can play. Showed he's there. Uh, we had Greg Monroe playing playoff minutes in ew. 2019 behind Joel Embiid. Ew. We had Amir Johnson playing big man backup minutes for Joel Embiid. That's ew. That's so gross. Please do the right thing, Daryl, and just sign the offer sheet. That's all I have to say on B-Ball Paul. Shout out to B-Ball Paul. He's out the mud. Elite. His name is basketball. His name is basketball Paul. This is what he does for a living. Like, come on. We have breaking news, Pat Pitts. The Philadelphia Phillies have made their selection in the 2023 Major League Baseball draft. The 27th overall pick. Philly select... Mitchell High School shortstop Aiden Miller. 
Wait, what? Aiden Miller? Yeah. Don't know like anything Aiden. about him, but it's time for me to do a deep dive on him and figure out if I need to stand Aiden Miller for the next we do. six, seven years as he develops as a high school shortstop. Phillies yeah. had two Phillies had two players in the futures game. That's huge. Great for my brand. Justin Crawford, Carl Crawford's son. Feel old yet? Yes, I already do. And uh Mick Abel. Love that name. Great baseball name. Um but yeah, that's the NBA in season tournament. That's my take on B ball Paul. Um all right, so from the hardwood, the old the old NBA court, uh we have a fun little exercise we're going to do it's brought to you by our friends over at trophy smack pitsy there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk as a fantasy expert yourself you know trophy smack they're the best in the game they are the best they are revolutionizing the way that your fantasy smack talk goes down in any fantasy sports group we just upgraded our trophy in my now decade long running fantasy football league that my draft is coming up in about a month, which is just like, please stop rushing my summer. Uh, but you guys can do the oh, same. They've got, it's gross. It's disgusting. It's ugh. They got trophies, rings, metal wall art, belts, last place trophies. They got the golden toilet trophy. That's one of my favorites. Phenomenal That's stuff. one of my favorites. Uh, go to trophysmack.com slash underground. It's in the link in all of our social media bios as well. You can scroll down and click on the, the link if you want, but it's trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk pits. The, uh, the 33rd team, they do some good football work over there. Uh, they posted a graphic today that I immediately saved so I could bring it up here on the pod. Every team's last MVP award winner. We are going to go through all 32 teams and see if Pitts can guess each one correct. First one's Jets. So I'm going to go alphabetical order because that's how it's listed here on the graphic. So I'll okay. give you the team. You tell me who the winner was uh, last oh, okay. franchise. All right. So we'll okay. start alphabetically with the Arizona Cardinals. We're starting alphabetically from city, not team name. Uh, so the Arizona Cardinals. Mind you, for the people at home, too, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven teams on this list who have never had an NFL MVP. So I'm saying Arizona Cardinals, my only guess, this is my only guess for them, and then if it's not him, then they didn't have one, is Kurt Warner. So you would be correct with your second guess. The Cardinals have never had an MVP of the NFL. That's what I thought. Okay. I just, for random reason, I felt like Kurt Warner would have, like, weirdly won an MVP when he was Kurt Warner it. and Carson Palmer were probably their two closest. Yeah. But they Easily. didn't end up winning. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Vick? No, their most recent was in 2016, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, I knew that. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Lamar. Easy. Yes. What? I'm, I'm, 2019 yeah. Lamar Jackson. I overthought that so bad. I saw They're your brain the overthinking it, and I was like, oh, like don't, don't fumble the bag. Don't fumble the bag. That was tough. No, it's Lamar. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the only Bruce Smith. No. 
You're going to have to kick it back to 1991. It was Thurman Thomas. Running back, right? Uh, yeah, Thurman Thomas, the running back. Yeah. yeah. Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton. Yes, in 2015. Chicago Bears. No. They had one. It was in 1977. Walter Payton. Oh, I mean, we're fumbling this pretty, but this is bad. We should have got all these. The Cincinnati Bengals. Boomer? Yep, 1988. Boomer Esiason. Yeah, Boomer Esiason. The Cleveland Browns. Ah, uh, Jim Brown. Autogram. Nope, it was in 1980. Brian Sipe. Cue the Snoop Dogg. Who? I'm really... I've watched a lot of NFL classics on like those old, Brown, old Browns teams. And they were fun. I don't remember him. Don't even know who Brian Sipe is. No, who's the quarterback that, like... Oh, what's his name? I'm, that's pissing me off. I don't know his name. Brian Sipe was a quarterback. Yeah, but it's another one. He was like the actual... He was the 83 draft class. What's his name? It's going to really annoy me. I think Belichick was his coach. Bernie, Bernie, Bob... Oh, I'm, I'm looking up. Fuck that. I'm so mad. Brian uh, Sipe was their quarterback in 1983. Okay, so this is... Where else can we be... It's oh that's a bad list. I'll I'll think of it, but yes, it was okay. Brian Smith. Uh, moving right along here, the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, uh, Aikman. Nope. Same era. Wrong position. Emmett Smith. Yep, nineteen ninety three. The Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning. Yep, in 2013. Your Detroit Lions. Nope. Incorrect. Oh, was it Barry Sanders? Yep, in 1997. Okay. Green Bay Packers. Uh, Rogers, Rogers, Rogers. Yep, in 2021. Houston Texans. Nope. Correct. No, J- Oh, no, yeah, no. Texans no. have never had an MVP. Indianapolis Colts. Peyton Manning. Correct, in 2009. The Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Correct. Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Correct. The Raiders. Rich Gannon. Correct. In 2002. Ladanian Tomlinson was the Chargers. That was an easy one. Yeah, that, that was my LT one. Yeah. I, uh, the Rams. Kurt Warner. Correct. In 2001. The Miami Dolphins. No. Incorrect. No, Marino, Marino, Marino. Dan Marino in 1984. Minnesota Vikings. Oh, who's that quarterback? Nope. I don't, oh, AP, my bad. Yeah, 2012, Adrian Peterson. See, I overthink so much. I go, like, oldest because they're just a bad – yeah. New England Patriots. Oh, that's fucking so easy. <laughs> Mr. Jesus Christ himself, Tommy Terrific. Yes. What year? What year? Twenty? Oh, you fucking suck! Don't you? No, you. It was. It was the year that they. You. I know what you're doing. Don't you? It was. Sh- shut up. Sh- shut up. Twenty seven. It was twenty eighteen. 
2017 season. But. Tomato potato. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, New, the name was Bernie Kosar. That's what I couldn't think uh, of for the Browns. The New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees. Incorrect. What? New Orleans Saints have never had an MVP of the league. Really? That was one of the ones that blew me away. I thought Breeze won one. Nope. Won a Super Bowl MVP. And, uh, oh, Super Bowl league MVP. Okay. Because the the year that they would have that he would have Peyton Manning won. Clay Colts. Uh, the New York Giants. LT. Yep, in 1986. The New York Jets. No. Correct. The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think McNabb ever won one. I don't think you guys have one. Nope, and that blew my mind. I don't think you do, yeah. I'm, I'm like really racking. Like, I'm going old school now, and I don't think you do. Jalen Hurts should have been. That's where, my, that's where my mind went. I was like, oh, hurt. No. Awkward. Hurts never won. McNabb never won. Uh, Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Dawkins. Nobody. Yeah, that's crazy to me that the Eagles have never. The Eagles just celebrated their 90th birthday this weekend as a franchise. No MVPs. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger. Incorrect. Jerome Bettis? No. Incorrect. Is Terry Brad? No, it's not. It's Terry, Terry Bradshaw. Jesus, fuck! That's ridiculous. <laughs> and Roethlisberger didn't win MVP. Nope. That's so wild to me. I thought he won at least one. San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana. Nope. Steve Young. Yeah, 1994. Seattle Seahawks. No. Incorrect. Oh, Sean Alexander. <laughs> yep. In 2005. Got him the cover of the Madden. Most, the most unbelievable like stint in the NFL. Just pop, popularity from the Madden cover in the games. And then just Thanos. Just, he's, he's in another place. I don't know where he is right now. Let's see. Let's actually Let's look at our fancies. Sean Alexander, he's 45 years old. Feel old yet? Still, yeah. Why are they both wearing white? That makes no sense. Sean Alexander now. Uh, he married his wife in 2002. And together she the couple have 12 children. No, that's a football team. That's That's at least one side of the ball. They have, the, they have one kid who's the twelfth man. He could go toe to toe with Philip Rivers, and they could have just a flag football game: the Rivers versus Alexander family. Okay, doesn't that just sound like something Paramount Plus or Peacock would stream mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. Is you have Philip Rivers and Sean Alexander, and their and kids. then the winner plays the Cromartie family. Well, getting all of them together, you know, when you have the coach not even knowing the players names i think that's kind of tough well he knows all the players names <laughs> he i he didn't at first oh well, now he does he was asked one here's time what you do here's what you do ready this this is how you get a round robin even amount of teams the rivers family 
the Alexanders, the Cromarties, and then all of Nick Cannon's children. <laughs> Nick Cannon's children is like the final scene of Endgame of the amount of just... <laughs> on your left. <laughs> on your left. <laughs> I'm just gonna have an image in my head of Nick Cannon, like looking for his players and all his children popping up in portals. Then you have Wong saying, What, you want more? That's so, so fucking funny. Oh, that's awesome. I'll never not laugh at the one meme that I saw that said Nick Cannon has more kids than this, and it was the Isle of Ocean Spray cranberry juice flavors. <laughs> there are so many of those. Uh, moving right along. That's that's where it is. It's that's those four, and then you play round robin to see who reigns supreme of flag football children. Dude, that would be something Peacock needs to stream so bad. Hey, we'll do it. Yeah, you know what? If we we'll broadcast it, I'll broadcast. We'll find a way. You already got two commentators right here. <sighs> moving from the Seahawks to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Incorrect. Wait, didn't Tom win over Hertz this year? Patrick Mahomes won over Hertz. Oh, Mahomes won. My bad. That's right. No, Tom Brady didn't. So the Bucks did not have one. Correct. Which kind of surprised me as well. Multiple guys from that franchise, I feel like. Could Maybe have the defensive been. side, not the offense. Ron, they haven't Ronde, had an electric offense. Rondé, huh? Warren Sapp, That's, Simeon yeah, Rice, Tom. Uh, Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks. Uh, yeah, that, that defense surprised me, but it's the offense that I, I'm not shocked at all. did win in 2020? Oh, it was Rodgers. Yeah. That was also the one that stole it from Tom in Tampa. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Chris Johnson. Incorrect. McNair. Correct. Rest in peace. 2003. Steve McNair. And then the Washington Commander football team redacted. <laughs> redacted um it's definitely okay I, if it is if they oh it's the kicker no. that's not the last one no clint portis no quarterback yeah should i know who it is yeah Think Lawrence Taylor. Oh, Jim. Close. No, no. Why? Why can't I think of his name? The leg snapped. Yeah. That's oh, what's the real kicker. <laughs> he was in Brooklyn Nine Nine, like as a guest appearance. Why am I blanking on this name? Just say it. I know Joe who it is. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Most shocking yeah. was the Saints, the Jets, the Bucks, and the Eagles have never had an MVP. That does shock me. Like the Jets, you could have like argued Broadway Joe. You could have argued um there's one other player. Chad Paddington wasn't didn't have some bad years there. Yeah, I mean crazy. I can't believe the Eagles have never had an MVP of the NFL. That makes me even more pissed that Jalen Hurts did not win the MVP. It would. That should. With he'll, get it. he'll get him this year. He'll get him this year. He's he's a dog. Well, that's if Mac Jones wants to take another year up. I think. Timeout. 
Uh, dude, sit in the, the corner. Dude, the notorious B.O.B. is back in Sit in the corner. Oh. That butt, yeah, B.O.B. stands for Butt Chin O'Brien. Or Bombs Over Boston. Yeet! <laughs> Christ alive. <laughs> um, a little quick union talk. They uh, unfortunately lost in L.A. last night. Late night, 3-1 to the Galaxy. Not great. Not great there. Um, being that the LA Galaxy are the second worst team in the Western Conference, not great for the Philadelphia Union to lose that one. They are now sixth in the table in the East, mm. thirty-four points tied with Orlando City, but they have the tiebreaker uh, with win-loss. I mean, they're they're still well in the mix. They're only four points behind second place, uh, which is Nashville, who. Who, who do you know? Philadelphia Union are on the road against Nashville Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. It's a big game. That's the biggest game of the season so far, in my opinion, in terms of getting back on track. You have to win that game. You have to get those three points in Nashville. Um, Nashville's a very good team. They are um, – where are they in the standings in the East? They're the second team in the East, like I said, so – you get those three points, you're one point behind them in the standings, and that you have a game in hand against them too in terms of tiebreakers. Um, Wednesday night's a must win. If gotta, you if it pops up it on my YouTube TV, a suggested watch. Well, I'll tune in. You that's need to dynamite. Be on Apple TV because that's where all the MLS is. Oh, it is. Yeah. See, I gotta know this stuff. Season package is on Apple TV. Season or, package, like the league you. pass of MLS. Um, but yeah, Wednesday, and then you have uh, Saturday at home against New York City on July fifteenth before the All Star break. So, gotta win They're those. They're the two Red games. Bulls, right? Uh, so there's the New York Red Bulls, and then there's New York City Football Club. Okay, they play New York City Football Club on okay. Saturday. Got to win that game against Nashville. That is imperative, must win, have to get it done. Like, need that done. Um, final segments brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. Official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. This is what I think it is. Beautiful rebrand that they have done. Uh, the Gold Top Kennys just look absolutely beautiful. Um, smooth, clean. And bright with taste to boot, Kenny is the routine choice of folks who want a balanced, flavorful, no-frills beer that's right for any occasion. Some call it the best light beer they've ever had. We just say, you can't beat the original. It's 4.1% ABV, 120 calories, just 8 grams of carbs. Go to KenwoodBeer.com, use the Kenny tracker, see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia area. Check out the all-new and improved shop. They've got some great merch in their store now. They also partnered up with this company, to uh, produce Kenny like soccer jerseys Ooh. that look sick. I'll have to send you the link because they are. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to send you the link right now because they are fire. And I'm going to have to order one of these faux show. Yeah, you got to uh, bring these up when I'll send you the pictures here. Come up for Labor Day weekend. Uh, I need Kenny's delivered yeah. ASAP. I will drink as many as you need me to, Kenwood. Responsibly, of course. Responsibly. Responsibly, of course. Just sent you any... both of the jerseys. You tell me okay. your thoughts on these because they look gorgeous. Where did my phone go? Yeah, let's... All right, where, where... Oh, that's fire. Fire. 
Oh, dude, I like the second one. They're sick. Oh, dude, I would. This definitely would take over as a drinking shade. They're like oh, fifty-four bucks, and 54? they're custom. And you can customize them to be short or long sleeve. It's fire! Shout out, no free shout outs. Uh, IcarusFC.com. Icarus. They're absolutely gayest. Uh, gayest, bro. Got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. We're introducing a new segment. I'm sure a bunch of hockey podcasts will be doing this. But we're going to encapsulate it for everything. But it's inspired by hockey because the Flyers have three all-name team prospects. Bobby Brink, Oliver Bonk, and Alex Bump. So in the, the vein of the traditional fuck, marry, kill, Underground Sports Philadelphia now will have the Brink bonk bump. Brink being you had a money week, kind of like the Brink struck. You you had a fantastic week. You get the Brink of the week. The bonk, you're horny on Maine. Who needs to get bonked? Who needs the, to get? And then the bump, you're you're getting bumped to the to to the bench. You you got to take a seat. You got to relax a little bit. You're getting bumped. So Pitts, I'll start with you. Who's your Brink of the week this week? My brink of the week. I, I'm saying I, I'm going with internally here. We're going the moonshot mania. I'm so excited for that tomorrow. Like you have no idea. It's one of my favorite segments or shows that we do all year because yeah, we all do our own little thing here. I mean, you're in eight different podcasts, Kyle. I got my wrestling that I'm very invested in. DJ lacrosse, Steve with golf. It's a time where we can just not, Put on that mask and just be us hanging out watching people hit dingers. You just see home runs being hit. And it's one of those things in baseball that it doesn't matter if you're a casual fan, not really a fan, or even the you know most passionate fan. You love seeing home runs. So and it's already got a couple moments already from past streams that are legendary. It's easily one of my favorite events that I can't wait for one. You know, we can actually do it in person, you know, at an actual location and not just in the artist dreams. So easily that's my break of the week. If you aren't watching that tomorrow or tonight, excuse me, because yeah, tune podcast. in 8 p.m. Eastern time. Got to do it. Great one. Uh, my break of the week is going to be Craig Kimbrell getting his ninth all star nod. He got put in as a replacement uh, nice. for one of the pitchers, Craig Kimbrell. Feels like he's been around forever. Uh, to get nine all-star nods as a reliever is insane. Um, he's had a phenomenal year so far for the Phils. I'm glad we have more than one all-star representative, too. Joining Nikki C in Seattle will be Craig Kimbrell. So uh, the brink of the week is going to be Craig Kimbrell's all-star nod for the ninth time in his career. And as Matt That's Strom awesome. said on Twitter, nine of them things. Nine of them things he's been in. Is he, is he been one with now you guys in the Sox? Uh, so he definitely did a bunch with the Braves back in the day. When uh, yeah. He started I, his career. Um, but that year he was on fire with us. And I feel like see. he would have got it. His all-star of... years were as follows. So he made four straight all-star appearances from 2011 to 2014 with the Braves. Uh, 2018 or 2016 to 2018 with the Red Sox. Yeah. 
and then in 2021 had to have been with the Cubs because he got traded after the All-Star break. So yeah, 2021 with the Cubs when he had a .49 ERA with the Cubs. That's insane. That's and then so when he went to the White Sox, he got a 509 ERA. Yeah, so you talk about locker room changes. You know, and now he's like... an all-star in 2023. So, yeah, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 16, 17, 18, uh, 2021, and now 2023. Nice. Congrats to Craig. Um, which brings us to our bonk of the week, Pitts. Who is uh, Who needs to get bonked this week? All right. I said it pre-show. It's the people following Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld around in the paparazzi. Like, I'm sorry, but y'all got to just figure it out and need a nice bonk over your head. The pictures I'm seeing of them in the hot tub getting intimate. Like, listen, I think she's beautiful and great and all that, but I don't need to see those pictures. I don't really feel like watching Josh Allen kiss one of my celebrity crushes. You know, it's just some of those things. And the bikini pics, there was one angle I saw. I was like, all right, like, come on. Like, Figure it out. So I'm blaming my paparazzi. You're getting the nice bonk over the head. Now let's let's not forget this is simply because Pitts loves Haley Steinfeld. No, it isn't. Kyle, what? I I don't love me some Kate Bishop. I love Kate Bishop. Yeah, I love you, Haley. But you know what, Josh? Just take more things. You can take my girl, but you don't you dare take my Lombardi trophy. So, all right, let's find. That's your trophy. My bonk of the week has to go to. Hmm. There's a lot of lot of people that are horny out there, Kyle. There are. Um... I think my bonk of the week. Uh, my bonk of the week is actually going to be uh, Elon Musk because he's getting all riled up about threads and trying to file a lawsuit against Meta and Zuck for rolling out threads saying it's a, a breach of Twitter's uh, secret security and everything. Elon, calm down, pal. Relax. Just because somebody knows how to do something that's similar to your product doesn't mean it's the same thing. Threads has a very different vibe to it than Twitter does. Elon, stop being horny. Stop trying to be overprotective. Bonk. Sit your ass down. Bonk. Bonking Elon for, for trying to sue about Threads. Just get in the cage with Zuckerberg and settle it that way. I mean, that is the only way... That this just needs to be settled. Winner gets control of the Twitterverse or whatever it is. Which brings us to the bump of the week. Who's got to who's got to ride the bump? Who's got to sit down and uh, is riding the bench this week? Honestly, it's I'm really upset with the Celtics right now. I just really am. Uh, I'm so I, I feel a similar pattern. Coming along with Brad Stevens and his mentor, Danny Ainge. And I hated Danny Ainge for him trading Perkins. And I said that they would not win another NBA title as long as Ainge is there. Well, he left and we were on the brink of it. And then um, we didn't and then traded Marcus Smart. And I get people are saying, well, it's a better it's a better move because Chris Dobbs is better. 
you know, pick a roll defender. You can shoot from the outside. Big man. Smart was an offensive liability. It's like you don't trade a key piece who not in the talent role, like in the locker room, on the bench, a voice in the locker room, like a leader. You don't just trade one of those guys. They may be a liability in the sense, but then that falls on coaching and others around him, and even him a little bit, but more coaching, to not put him in those situations. I just don't – I'm so upset that Marcus Smart is gone because he was the heart and soul of the Celtics. You're not going to get a guy who plays defense with as much heart. So I, I'm just – I don't know. My alarm Funny. is going off upstairs. I don't know why. I just what, dude? I don't. What is going on? I can't do with this. Like, I'm home. Oh my god! I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna fucking lose it. My dad saw me go to get the food, or whatever, and then set the alarm from California as I'm recording. He just, he just set the alarm. I'm like, why? I'm not serious. <laughs> this is my. This is why I am the captain of all things nonsensical. Because nonsensical shit just happens to me. That's okay, three, three, uh, two. Oh no, that part's staying in. That's that's just pure comedy. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't care. Great. That's uh, my bump of the week is very similar to you. It's Daryl Morey. Daryl, you got to take a seat. You're posting, uh, you know, pictures of you in front of Crumble Cookie to troll Sixers fans after Tobias Harris said fans will trade me for a Crumble Cookie, and the whole B-ball Paul situation. We're about uh, an hour and forty-four minutes away from the deadline passing, and still no news on B-ball Paul. As far as I know, I'm gonna check the timeline right now just to see as we record this um, if anything has changed with B-ball. Paul, um, it does not seem like I'm seeing anything, but ba da ba, um, not seeing anything from any Sixers writers. Let's see here. Let me go to Kyle Newbeck because he is my one-stop source. Uh, Nothing yet, but we do have jersey numbers. Obviously, Patrick Beverly posted on his Instagram story. He's wearing number 22. Mo Bamba will wear number 7. Bro, that is... I'm so... I'm happy you guys have Mo Bamba for the sheer fact that under he could be potentially an underground athlete. But in that song, just incredible. But I wish the Celtics would have got him, man. Like, that's... Like, get him, get Bull Bull, and then uh, just... Oh, incredible. But yeah, Daryl, you got to take a seat. Do your job, man. Like, sign the offer sheet, bring B-Ball Paul home, and and let's figure this shit out because I'm tired of the games. I'm tired of it. So there it is. In the YouTube comment section, in the podcast reviews, tweet us, Instagram DM us, thread us, your brink, bonk, bump. That is going to be a mainstay on this show uh, whenever we have them, so stay tuned for more of those. That is our equivalent to essentially fuck, marry, kill, but in a sense of... You're money this week, you're horny this week, and you need to take a seat this week. Sometimes you may may need to take a seat for being horny. So, there you go. Might get brinked and bumped. And bumped. It's Who's going to be the first Triple Crown winner? <laughs> Brink, bonk, bump, Flyers prospects or 
college kids in rich white college towns doing cocaine you decide you decide it's all up to your imagination <laughs> so there it is the first official brink bunk bump uh brought to you by kenwood beer i can't wait for them to hear that one um, <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got for you guys this week. Make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow Pitts on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and on Instagram and Threads at Pat or uh, at Pitsy35. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Instagram and threads at KBIZZLE11 and TikTok at KB Underground. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. Actually, in the podcast reviews, if you're listening to this and you have yet to leave an Apple podcast review, leave a fun message for Matt to come back to when he gets back from Italy. Yeah, that'd be nice. Do that. Everyone likes to hear it. Subscribe. Subscribing on Apple and Spotify goes a long way for helping this show and our company to continue to grow. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel in the YouTube comment section. Also leave fun messages for Matt to come back to uh, when he gets back from Italy from his honeymoon with my sister, his wife. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia, the exclusive home to Moonshot Mania, the third annual home run derby. Watch a long companion stream with myself and Pitsy going down 8 p.m. Eastern time. By the time you're listening to this on July 10th, uh, we're at 516 subscribers. Pitts, what's the number you want to hit during the Derby stream for subscribers by the time the stream is over? 516, and by the time the stream is over, I think realistically we get to 535. Maybe 540. I was going to say 540 is my goal. 540 would be cool. So go subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, youtube.com slash at underground sports Philadelphia. Got to get 600 by the end of the month, and we got to get to 1,000 before September 4th. Otherwise, DJ has to move to Alaska. You don't want DJ to have to move to Alaska. No, it's just that's so much farther away from us than he already is. So then he's closer to Russia, and we know everything going on. He could probably see Russia from his house. Yeah. like stranger things Uh, (laughs) good grief uh and of course this podcast presented by the city of vineland and whether you're a company looking to expand relocate or you're a new business startup selecting the right location is critical to your success vineland new jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life the city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process And their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, I said before we started recording tonight, we're going to have a banger. I think this is a banger of a show. And this has been episode number 549 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Pitts, I'm KB. We'll see you at Moonshot Mania on the YouTube. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace.